Our scripture today comes from Luke chapter 12, verses 13 through 21. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. Thank you, Lord, for the inspiration of this word. Amen. Welcome to our Reflection on Sunday for August 2nd. Today, in this video, I want to take a second to share with you some of the things that we have been sharing during our worship services throughout the month of July. We have had a very special blessing to have different dear friends come in who represent the outside agencies that we participate with and our service to the greater community. So in today's scripture, as we once again are looking at the things that we gain, the blessings that we gain, the blessings that are stored up in our lives, and the challenge how to use them properly. I would like for you to learn about two of the agencies that we serve with at North Coast United Methodist Church at 1501 Kelly Street. So please enjoy these two videos. One is for Got Your Back Backpacks, and the other is a history explaining the growth of what is Christ Ministry Center. So may the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you as we view these videos. Amen. Hunger is not just an issue beyond our borders or something that happens in other places to other people. Hunger is a very real issue that is happening right here, right now, to children in our own communities. Did you know there are over 20,000 children in the San Diego County Unified School Districts who are homeless? and don't know where their next meal will come from? 20,000 children whose primary source of nutrition comes from the school cafeteria Monday through Friday. But what happens when these children go home for the weekend? Many of them have very little food. Some fill up on junk food. Some just go without. Then they come back to school Monday morning hungry, irritable, and unable to focus or concentrate. These children have no control over their current circumstances and deserve a better future. That's why we formed Got Your Back San Diego. Got Your Back is a 100% community-funded 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to fighting childhood hunger right here in our own backyard. 
Every week, volunteers help fill backpacks with two breakfasts, two lunches, and two dinners, enough food to sustain a child for the entire weekend. Also in each backpack is a nutritional homework assignment to help educate kids on how to make healthy, nourishing food choices. Then we deliver the backpacks to schools throughout San Diego County, where they are discreetly distributed to children in need. Every school district in San Diego County has children in need of the Got Your Back program, but we can't do it alone. The help we receive from churches, community organizations, private businesses, and the dedicated work of compassionate volunteers is what keeps the program going and growing, but we have a long way to go. Our goal is to provide a backpack full of food to every child who needs it within the San Diego County School District. But we need your help. To find out how you can be part of the movement that's helping change kids' lives, visit gotyourbacksd.org or call 760-575-4571 today. Hunger is not just an issue beyond our borders or something that happens in other places to other people. Hunger is a very real issue that is happening right here, right now, to children in our own communities. Did you know there are over 20,000 children in the San Diego County Unified School Districts who are homeless and don't know where their next meal will come from? 20,000 children whose primary source of nutrition comes from the school cafeteria Monday through Friday. But what happens when these children go home for the weekend? Many of them have very little food. Some fill up on junk food, some just go without. Then they come back to school Monday morning hungry, irritable, and unable to focus or concentrate. These children have no control over their current circumstances and deserve a better future. That's why we formed Got Your Back San Diego. Got Your Back is a 100% community-funded 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to fighting childhood hunger right here in our own backyard. Every week, volunteers help fill backpacks with two breakfasts, two lunches, and two dinners, enough food to sustain a child for the entire weekend. Also in each backpack is a nutritional homework assignment to help educate kids on how to make healthy, nourishing food choices. Then we deliver the backpacks to schools throughout San Diego County, where they are discreetly distributed to children in need. Every school district in San Diego County has children in need of the Got Your Back program, but we can't do it alone. The help we receive from churches, community organizations, private businesses, and the dedicated work of compassionate volunteers is what keeps the program going and growing, but we have a long way to go. Our goal is to provide a backpack full of food to every child who needs it within the San Diego County School District. But we need your help. To find out how you can be part of the movement that's helping change kids' lives, visit gotyourbacksd.org or call 760-575-4571 today. I came here in 1999. Uh, the church was in a state of decline at that time. So for the first six years of my ministry here, um, we tried all the traditional things about how to get a church to grow, you know, re labor renewal weekends and revivals and, and uh, knocking on doors and that sort of thing. And the harder we tried, the, the, the more people, uh, it seemed like we lost because of more funerals and baptisms and people moving out of the community and for other reasons. So by 2005, the six year uh, anniversary of my ministry, we felt like, uh, you know, we were probably on the road to closure, like many churches uh, are closing. Uh, 
Well, we and had to decide, were we just going to continue on until the last person uh, was left standing uh, and just tell that person, you know, would you please turn out the lights and close the door? So we decided, is that really what we want to do? Do we just want to hang on until we die? Or do we really want to be transformed? And so in 2005, I stood in the pulpit and I challenged the church to become a ministry center. And they said, what's a ministry center? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> but I said, if we follow the Holy Spirit, we'll find out. And so for the next six years, um, we began to explore what that meant to become a seven-day-a-week church rather than just putting all of our eggs in the basket of, a, of 11 o'clock on Sunday morning and trying to keep the building up. You know, the, the, we had needed to be more uh, doers of the word rather than just hearers of the word. And so for the second six years of my 12-year ministry, we had a chance to test it out. Uh, in 2009, we had about 22 Haitians who came to San Diego, and word came to me. I'm not sure exactly how or why they called here, but they wanted to meet with me. And I remember one Tuesday night, I met with them here at the, at the building, uh, and they said they were looking for a home. It was a musical group, a gospel musical group. And they felt that they were going to be persecuted if they went back to Haiti because they were preaching the gospel, singing the gospel, and there were gangs there that were not real happy with them. So they said they wanted to seek asylum here in the United States, and they wanted a home. And I remember that night I told them, this is your home. And uh, I said, I am your father now. <laughs> You're my children. And they literally lived in the building for three months until we could help get them a place to stay and could help them, um, you know, get an apartment and uh, so get a job so that they could help support themselves. And, uh, and so from that, uh, we became, we had a, a, a Haitian ministry here. They began worshiping in Creole on Sunday evenings, but they came into our worship service at 11 o'clock and just blended in so beautifully with that Caribbean gospel music and enriched our worship so well. So then a year later, uh, 2010, that was when the earthquake occurred in, in Haiti, and we became the hub of a lot of relief efforts here in Southern California. And in the past year, we've had over 5,000 Haitians come through our doors uh, who spent uh, at least one night here, some of them weeks, a few of them months here, sleeping on the pews, under the pews, in the loft, in the hallways, and we continue to. And as even today, there are Haitians in the loft right now. We continue to minister to them. We currently have 12 congregations that share the building. Uh, four of them are affiliated with the United Methodist Church. Four of those ministries went together to form a brand new United Methodist Church called Exodus. We have in the Exodus United Methodist Church a Hispanic Latino ministry, we have a Haitian ministry, and we have the old legacy congregation uh, which now calls itself Christ Chapel. It's a very small congregation but they still worship here. And the predominant uh, congregation is, uh, is African-American and uh, and it's the first new church start in decades here inside the city limits of San Diego, the eighth largest city in the United States. Uh, we've closed lots of churches here, but this was the first new church start uh, in, in many, many years, and we're grateful for that. And we have ministries uh, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked. 
We have a, a clinic here uh, from Cal State San Marcos every Thursday afternoon. People can come in whether they have insurance or not and get a, a physical checkup uh, by registered nurses and, and sometimes even an MD is on staff. We have a women's prison ministry and we have this past year been very much involved uh, with immigration and refugees because 5,000 Haitian refugees came across the border. I think this is what the church is intended to be and, and intended to do. Um, to be church is not just to, to be hearers only, but to be doers. And uh, we, we can both hear and do. We're to do both. So uh, there's a reason for us to be here. I was convinced of that the very first Sunday I came here 18 years ago. And I'm more convinced of it now, every day. I can't wait to get to my office in the morning. Because I say, we are in a dance with the Holy Spirit. And I say that humbly and I say that with all due respect. Um, but it has been a, I wish I had known this early in my ministry. It's, it's just so sad that it uh, comes near the end of my, my ministry. Uh, but to have this excitement and to have the assurance and the knowledge that the Holy Spirit is at work in and through us is, uh, is empowering. Every day is Pentecost around here. <laughs> the thing that I think we have to offer the world is a new concept of what it means to be church. Um, at Matthew 25, I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was naked, I was sick, I was in prison, I was a stranger. We do all of those things, but we don't just do it on, at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Now, don't misunderstand me, 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is still important. And to me, that's the second part of it. I was hungry. I was thirsty. That's where you have your spiritual thirst quenched. Uh, and it's very important. But it's not just about that. It's about feeding people, clothing people, you know, ministering to the needs, welcoming strangers, uh, helping to, to provide wellness wherever you can. And that can be done Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, you know, and that's what we do. We're the seven-day-a-week church. And so this is the model that we're offering, especially for urban churches that are on the verge of closing, uh, that this is something that can transform uh, a church, a dying church, into a vibrant, vital ministry center right here in the, in the heart of the city. Uh, so I think this is, the, this is what we have to offer. Uh, it's a new concept. Don't just hold on till you die. You know, take control uh, and let the Holy Spirit work in your life as he's worked here uh, to perform what we call a miracle on 33rd Street. Umcor understands that this is a long-term event and we'll be there alongside of the conferences, the People United Methodist Church and our external partners through the recovery process. These are uh, the folks who uh, either as a volunteer or part of their conference personnel staff uh, coordinate and anticipate and plan for events such as this. Readying their resources and their volunteers uh, even in advance and even as it unfolds, staging their relief supplies, anticipating response needs, securing resources so that they can respond more, more quickly. It is those people of the conferences in the United Methodist Church who are, of course, feet on the ground.
pray for the people, for those who are first responders, those who are helping, and of course all, for all of those who are in harm's way. Uh, they do express that they feel those prayers and it means a lot to them to know that we are surrounding them and lifting them up in prayer. People who want to do something can easily make kits, relief kits. Uh, that information is on UMCOR's website. Another thing that people can do clearly is to donate to UMCOR. 100% of the donor dollar goes to helping people in need. I just want to say what a privilege it is to be a part of a connection of United Methodist people and also part of the National Voluntary Organizations Active in Disaster. That network of voluntary sector folks and generous givers is so powerful and really does make a difference in the lives of people. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org, and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.